3: Welcome to another edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Dan Kotnick and today, uh, well it's not a podcast today, it's a health and wellness check um, and I'm checking to make sure that Matt Fralick and Janelle Mackie are okay. Guys, are, are you alive? Are you well? Are you breathing after that Monday night
2: game? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, I find that it's my favorite to whatever article of clothing I have on my torso to use that to cover up my face when Mason Crosby's kicking a field goal or there's a game winning attempt for anything. So, uh, one for one this year, I guess with a hoodie over the <laughs> face. So
3: I did the same thing with my Jersey. Same thing.
2: Yeah. Like it just, it works, it, like, it works good. Like I, I, a little peephole though. Janelle, uh, How's it going for you?
4: I I do the finger thing where I, like, cover my face, but I'm peeking through.
2: (laughs) I'm too nervous because
4: of, like, past history. So, especially with the Lions, like, I trust Mason Crosby, but it just makes me way too nervous. I can't watch game-winning field goals. It just – I get too nervous, and it's just easier when I hear the crowd cheering than to watch it go through.
2: Definitely
3: yeah there was there was a small part of me the the i don't know the cynic in me um that thought like oh, it was such a great play by Jamal Williams to stop before the end zone to run more time and you know and it was such a heads up play, and then I was like but Gosh, like what happens now if they miss this kick or get right? blocked or something. I know you um,
4: you kind of wish he would have just ran it in because like Matt Stafford in the 2 minute drill. Like Exactly. Would you I think you would almost rather just have the touchdown and trust the defense, but I don't know. It was just a lot happening in a minute 30.
3: Yeah, so we are, we're decompressing after this Monday night win over the Detroit Lions, 23-22. Uh, as we've alluded to, Mason Crosby with the walk-off field goal followed by what probably could be his first, I would probably say his first Lambo leap. Um, it definitely showed he's not done them very often after that. Um, but the Packers moved to 5-1, and one three and one at home three and oh in the division um guys just i mean outside of outside of what we saw there in that last drive the mason crosby field goal um i mean just the game overall your your thoughts about i mean a roller coaster because the first if you look at the first 20 minutes of this game it it looks like it's going to be a slugfest and it's or it's it's not going to be good it's going to be it's going to be really hard to watch the next uh you know 30 minutes or so but i mean a roller coaster all the way around
2: yeah i think at the end i think roller coaster is a great way to describe it i mean but it's just i've watched so many games for the years with rogers where you know when you get down early like all right they're down you know two scores they're down you know whatever it is and you're kind of like you're kind of rationalizing it in your head you're like you know initially i'm i'm sitting there watching i'm like okay you know flea flicker to start the game on the first play. That's unfortunate. You don't like to see that. And then, okay, um, you know, we we stopped them. Um, you know, they didn't—they don't score that touchdown. And then all of a sudden, you know, Kerry and Johnson gets in and you're like, what's going on? And like, okay, and you're like, you're just rationalizing like the whole game. Like, okay, it's 13 nothing. Like, we're fine. Like, but, you know, it, at the end of the day, like the more you rationalize, the more you understand, like it's putting so much more pressure on Aaron Rodgers to be great and so much more pressure on the guys around him to like, live up to that, you know what I mean? And to get, a, to get a comeback and just, like, hang on. And, like, you're thankfully they have a defense at this point that actually can do that. Um, I think Dan and I were going through. I think I counted up, to like, 58 yards the Detroit Lions had in the second half. Like, that's huge. So it's just – it's fun. It's really – it's enjoyable to watch 12 go out there and, you know, have games like that and come back and, you know, lift up his – fourth and fifth receivers and make them do give big plays and you have a number two tight end making big catches and you know essentially you're I don't I don't like to say backup running back but I guess your your second option running back having a hundred yards like it's it's awesome to see that but I think it takes a couple you know heartbeats off the old ticker
4: yeah and I think there was kind of a lot of unexpected heroes in this game I mean having Williams back is huge But we know what we can expect of him. We know he's a great running back. But then you get, like, two big plays from Mercedes Lewis, and then Lazard comes in, and he's making big plays. So it's kind of like all these guys you didn't really expect to come in and make an impact were the the game changers. So Williams, Lazard, Lewis, guys like them coming in and kind of picking up the slack. And there was a lot of drops kind of like the negative side of the offense. Way too many drops on catchable balls and, like, fumbles and just a lot of errors, but luckily not enough errors that they lost control of the game because, luckily, the defense and credit to the defense because their red zone defense was amazing. And I I really am not convinced that that one touchdown was actually a touchdown. I want to believe that the defense stopped them, but – Nothing I can I do about that one, but just a lot of like those roller coaster emotions where it's like, oh, there's a big play and then a turnover, and then the defense makes the really good stop, and then we go four and out. So it was just all over the place, but just a lot of really positive things, and then a lot of things that still need some work. Kevin King getting burned early, but then like that didn't become an issue second half. So I think they did a really good job of figuring out what the Lions were doing and then fixing the errors where they were picking apart our defense.
3: And uh, you mentioned Geronimo Allison. I think it's uh, worthy to note. I mean, that that's you know another hit to this already depleted wide receiver core. And it's kind of unfortunate because you mentioned the drops that especially he had uh, in that first half he and he never got a chance to, you know, make up for it or um, you know, redeem himself because of that injury that he sustained, you know, right after the right after the start of the second half. Um so it, from w- from what it sounds like it sounds like it wasn't uh anything terrible. It, it, you know, it it never looks good and obviously, you never know how bad, but uh you know, it it's it does sound like he was kind of at least uh, you know, doing better all things considered but uh you mentioned the defense i I think it has to be noted that they did they did exactly what they wanted to do um when it when it came to uh their game plan coming into the game they wanted to turn detroit into a one-dimensional team and that's exactly what they did carry on johnson probably one of the best up-and-coming running backs in this league 34 yards on 13 carries 56 total rushing yards for this lions team matt stafford was the second leading rusher at nine yards um like that that is exactly what you want out of this defense you want to force matt stafford to be making those plays and yeah sometimes you're going to get beat and and you know and give up big plays and, and chunks of yards but you know, at the at the same time, I think this defense did exactly what they wanted to do today and what they've wanted to do all season long, and really what they've been able to do when that defensive line is healthy, it's really hard to run against this defense. I, I think they really made a statement today, at least in that um, in that stance. Um, let's let's talk about that wide receiving core a little bit, guys. Is it time to start worrying about? Uh, what what's going to happen with this wide receiver core as we move forward into the season?
2: Um, I I mean I think everyone's been worried about it. I don't think that's necessarily like new. I mean even you know, I, I like the young talent the Packers have had. It's just um, I'm I'm not in the camp of you know going trade for AJ Green. I'm not in that camp. I'm not even considering like warming my hands up next to that fire. So. I'm I'm running away from that, but at the same point, like they're, they're I don't I don't know if you go and make a move at this point to grab someone, but clearly, I mean, Darius Shepherd struggled. That that that's unfortunate. But I you know, just with the injuries now, like, you know, you know, Geronimo could be out, you know, next week already with the concussion. You ever know how I mean, that anything can happen. You go into concussion protocol and you're out a week and you know, Devante, it sounds like and sort of a turf show now is like ligaments, it might even be a few more weeks. So now you're down to you know, Kumar who looked okay but didn't look fantastic and you know mvs i mean uh lafleur said it in the you know the press conference like he he was impressed that he battled back from an injury like that getting rolled up on like that that didn't look that great and i think there was a play later on where he kind of you know came off the field just after a reception just to like kind of you know give it his legs a break or his knee whatever ankle um it, it it makes you nervous dan but you you see just what Aaron Rodgers can do. Um, he can really make anything happen with the right amount of time. And, you know, with, with trust in his receivers, he talked you know, about Alan Lazard highly, um, right after the game, um, on the sideline and just said how that, you know, this is a guy he believes in this, is a, you know, a friend of his, he sits next to in in, uh, in, uh, meetings. And like, he, he, he clearly like just, I think everyone enjoyed watching Alan Lazard play football, um, Monday Night Football, like you're just trying to run over guys and like making big plays, like had a huge touchdown when you needed it. And, like, I, I, you're nervous, but they have weapons, right? Like, you, ha- you still have two solid running backs. You have two solid at, at times rece- or like tight ends. And, you know, if Tanyan comes back and he's healthy, you're even more set that way. But I, I don't know if, I, I don't know what the market is out there if you were going to go, you know, consider to get another guy. I don't know if that's something you're alluding to, Dan, but I mean, I, I think they're okay. It's just like, if you have one more injury, like where where does that really leave you? Then that that's the scary part.
4: Yeah, and just to kind of snowball off of that, I don't really see too many worries. I think that this wide receiver core we we talked a lot about receivers in preseason, like a lot about receivers, so we kind of know a lot about them. I feel like, but I just think the depth is so far; it's just a matter of the consistency like not being on one week and then off one week just kind of having that 100% all the time on your game and today it didn't seem like anyone was really on their game until like the very end it was really just Lazard and Lewis that you're like okay well these are the reliable guys today because everyone else is dropping it but I do see like Allison we know what he can do MVS we know what he can do Adams, when he comes back, it's like, we know what all these guys can do. It's just a matter of, can they do it week in and week out? And it's hard when you you see guys like Kumro, he comes in, but he only gets two catches. Lazard gets four catches. Shepard gets one. It's kind of like, we don't really know what we're working with because Rodgers likes the variety. He doesn't have just three targets. He'll throw two, like almost 10 different targets a game, especially with his top receiver being out. So... I don't really think I'm too worried. I think it's just a matter of consistent finding the guy who's going to be consistent week in and week out.
3: Uh, and I, I, I appreciate those points. I'm, I, I'm leaning a little bit more towards uh, the panic side of of things, and maybe, maybe it's it's my personality. Um, but I mean, just to to see. To see Aaron Rodgers throwing stuff to Alan Lazard and Jake Kumro and Darius Shepard, and really, I think Darius Shepard's the one and you, can, you can call it kind of scapegoating because of the the unfortunate mistakes that he had. But you know, when when he is a when he is the option to go to at a, on, a, on a goal line. Situation like that, you know, regardless of if he makes that play or not, I think it I think it really speaks volumes where this team is at offensively. And I think what we've seen with this defense is that they've really, really put a, a stopper in the window closing for this Packers team. Because, you know, in the last couple of years it looked like it was starting to close really fast on Aaron Rodgers, this Packers team to, to be a, a competing team. And the changes they made on defense have really turned it around and, you know, I, I think reopened that conversation. I, I think you have to do something to to I, I, I think you have to do something this year. And and I don't know what it is. Um and you, and we can kind of play Monday morning quarterback, um with the Trevor Davis trade, you know, at the time, I think, I, I mean, I was on board with it. I, I didn't, you know, it seemed like a move that Coons took a gamble on. And, and in it, right now, at least today, it really didn't pay off because you could have really used Trevor Davis back there, returning kicks and just in that, the depth for that wide receiving core. Um, like I said, obviously lots of different things come into play there, but that just kind of sticks out as, you know, a decision that really down the line, Kind of looms a little bit bigger, especially with the the receiving core the way it is now. With I mean, just a mash unit out there, and then you know, not to pile on on the negative side of things, but uh, Jimmy Graham just <laughs> I, and and I I almost I almost tweeted it, but then I saw at least three other people right in a row tweet that it looked like he was running in cement on that third down catch there in the in the third quarter. And I mean, that's that's what it looks like. But then he has a play like he did in that that fourth quarter drive, where you know he he makes the outstanding play and looks like Jimmy Graham. Um, you know, you know, it's it, it's just so inconsistent from a guy like that, that's making that kind of money. That he needs to have more of an impact on this team. And I think if you are looking at weapons, I, I think maybe if you are looking to to kind of increase this team's you know offensive variety maybe look to add something there at the tight end position. You've got uh, Sternberg sitting there waiting to, you know, hopefully do something later on this season, possibly. Um, But, you know, maybe there's a play to go there. And Robert Tunyon obviously didn't play today as well. Um, But, yeah, I just feel like there has to be some kind of injection into this offense uh, to really kind of solidify yourself as the the bona fide in the NFC.
2: What, oh, if we're, what, what if we're just seeing, like, a, a complete change from, like, the last 10 years? You know what I mean? Like, you had back-to-back 100-yard rushers and two different guys. Like, when is the last time that has ever happened for yeah. a Packers team? Like, what if we just don't, like, what if they don't even need really, like, someone? I mean, outside of when, you know, granted, this is when Adams comes back, I think. I think right now, like, it's it, it's tough to be easy, like, for me at least. But, like, once Adams comes back, like, fine. You have Adams and you have these, like, kind of supplemental guys. And, like, that that's not really what this offense is set up for right now. I mean, it's set up for running the ball, clearly. Like, and it's its working. It's not like you're having to do it in huge volumes where you're averaging, like, three yards, four yards a carry. I mean, they had 170 yards on the ground on 29 attempts. Like, that's not bad at all, like, by any means. Like, you are that's a lot of ball control. You're – time of possessions up you're not having your defense you know tired on you know always out there I I I don't know if it's just a you know I think it's definitely just a the way obviously LaFleur and McCarthy went about their business offensively but I mean it's you're not relying on these guys to have to reel in you know five six seven eight grabs just to keep the possessions going I mean you're having 200 yard rushers I think that's huge but I agree Dan like I had to almost interject when both of you were talking, like just Jimmy Graham, like honestly, man, like it's, it's crazy. Like you just, like, like you said, Dan, like, why are you, why do you have to rely on Darius Shepard on a third, a third down play on the goal line? Like, why can't you just like split out Jimmy Graham and throw it up to him and just have him reel it in? Like, that seems like the easiest play ever. I just, I, I like, just cause you're getting older in age and becoming a veteran in the league doesn't mean you're still not like six, five, six, seven, whatever you are like, just to be able to throw a ball up to you like I don't understand why that can't happen
4: well, I mean, kind of like looking back he we did try that when we were on the one yard line and a couple drops by the six seven guy and it's like just errors like that it's like how are you not coming down with the ball when you're towering over absolutely everyone in the end zone it's just like that frustration with Like, you know what he's been capable of, and it just doesn't seem like he's putting in all the effort that he needs to to come down with that ball, and he'll maybe make the one great play in a game, but then he has about four errors that make you forget about the one play that he made, so I think it's just a lot of frustration because of everything we spent on him and kind of, like, bringing him in, thinking he was going to be a big answer and, like, one of the big targets, and... He hardly ever gets looked at and gets used. And when you look at him, it's errors. And I think I would rather see Mercedes Lewis get more involved. I really like what Lewis is doing. He comes in, gets two big plays, and then he just kind of disappears. But I would love to see Lewis get the ball more, get more targets.
3: Yeah, and he had he definitely had a couple of of really key uh, um, moments today as well. So it looks like he is kind of getting a little bit more uh, involved in this offense, especially more so than he was last year. Cause last year it was, you know, every single week you were reminded that Mercedes Lewis played on this team. Um, <laughs> uh, so guys, as we kind of uh, get to the end here, um, you know, looking ahead to next week, just a little bit, the Packers get another team coming off of a bye week. Uh, You know, this week, obviously, you had the Lions, and now next week, another home game, but it's against a team in the Raiders coming off of a a bye week again. Um, Thoughts about... uh, that game kind of coming up or just the ne- the next several games, you know, on the schedule. Cause we're get we're getting to near the halfway point of the season now almost or just about. Um, and the Packers, I mean, sitting five and one, three zero in division, uh, where do you guys, what are your thoughts um, about the state of the Packers right now after this game?
2: I feel good about it. Um, we still, you know, you're still waiting to see the offense kind of like click on all levels. Um, it's, you know, the running game's definitely there, so I don't think that's an issue. Um, that, that you know, that, that phantom jet sweep, or even when they do hand it off, I think is becoming even more and more part of the the offense, which I like to see. You know, it worked once with MVS, um, then didn't work on the second time to him, but I think just, it, it does, you know, they talked about that in the broadcast. It does make defenders just have to think for that half second, and then you're able to open up some holes and they have to, you know, go through the wrong gap. So I, I, I feel confident where it's at, you know, defensively for sure. Uh, maybe if maybe one or two real nitpicky things to tighten up there, special teams has looked phenomenal, obviously, besides, you know, Darius Shepard tonight. Um, but I think it's just that offense, if it can, if it can fully click and, you know, it's been, it's, it hasn't really, really haven't all had, <clears throat> excuse me, all the working parts there. You know, you've went the first couple of weeks, you're trying to get your offensive line solidified. And then all of a sudden you have the, you know, the injury of Jamal Williams and you got Devontae Adams out yet. So it's just, you're kind of still trying to get all the pieces in line. So once that happens, I think I'll be even more, you know, extremely happy. But um, it's it's trending in the right direction. I mean, it's early yet. We're, we're just getting into October. So I think, it, like you said, Dan, first half of the year yet, we're, we're still looking okay.
4: Yeah, and I think kind of just getting back to offensive-wise, um, something that I think really needs to happen in these later games, especially because we're getting into a a big, meaty part of the schedule where we have a lot of tough games, with, especially the Chiefs coming up, is being able <laughs> to play all four quarters. It seems like they either have a really good first half, and then the defense just kind of has to hold off the second half, and then or vice versa, where it's a really rough first half and then they have to play catch-up the second half. I think getting this offense going right at kickoff and then all the way to the end of the game, I think that's going to be really important because it seems like they're really hot and cold. They'll have one great drive in a quarter, and then the next quarter they're really, really off. And I think that's going to be something that's going to be huge is just getting that offense playing all four quarters because, Right now it feels like a lot of relying on the defense, which luckily now the Packers have a defense they can rely on, but offense really has to get into high gear so that a lot of these games don't have to be so close and have us all sitting here getting gray hairs, watching Mason Crosby kick game winners, which I also think this is an important game aside from what I'm saying. I think this is also an important game because it gives Mason Crosby that confidence and especially against the Lions, a team he's struggled with for some reason. I think that's going to be really important going forward when he gets these game winners like that. I think it's a huge confidence booster, especially when you're going to go into these games where we might not make it into the end zone a lot and we're going to need to rely on him on those long field goals. So offense-wise, I think there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Defense, not too much that... I can really think of it, spe- uh, except for kind of like that downfield coverage, but they end up picking up on that pretty quickly. So, yeah, it's just really offense being able to play all four quarters, really, for me.
3: Yeah, I think you guys hit hit most of it on the head there. You think, get the offense working. <laughs> Luckily for uh, for us, the defense is is giving them a lot of opportunities to figure things out and putting them in an excellent situation. Uh, like you said, five and one after a 23, 22 win over the lions, the Packers three and oh, in the division sitting very pretty up atop the toughest division in, uh, in the NFL right now. Um, make sure that you're following us on, uh, Twitter as, uh, as we ask you to do every single week at pack a day podcast. Um, more content coming this week as we get ready for the Raiders. Like we mentioned, another home game for the Packers in uh, in week number seven. I'm on Twitter as well at DK all the way, um, guys. Where can they follow you?
2: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M A T T underscore F R A underscore. Janelle, where can everyone get a hold of you on Twitter? You can
4: Find me at Big Mac underscore four. So Mac M A C K
3: perfect all right guys uh, as as we finish off every every podcast um, just enjoy this victory Tuesday I know personally I am going to love this uh, being in Detroit. <laughs> um, I'm going to walk in there like the Vince McMahon gif of, uh, you know, just strutting in there um, to my meeting at in tomorrow, which actually is in about seven <laughs> hours. So uh, we'll we'll wrap it up with that, guys. Um, until next time, enjoy your Victory Tuesday. and Go Pack Go.
4: Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.